0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Who Are You and What Do You Do? As always, I'm your host, Chris Golian, and today I'm joined by Police Chief Brian Olin. Chief, how are you today? I'm good. Thanks, Chris. So we'll get things started with just a little bit of background about yourself. How long have you been working for the city of Brunswick? Yeah, so this is uh,
1: actually my 26th year with, uh, with the city, working for the Division of Police.
0: Have you uh, served in different capacities through, throughout that time within the division of police?
1: Yeah, and actually, um, so it's 26 years with Brunswick, uh, but it's my 31st year in law enforcement. So um, I did uh, start my career in law enforcement actually back in uh, 1990 in Southern Ohio, uh, going to college at Miami University in Oxford and uh, I became a police officer there for the University Police. Uh, that's where I attended my Police Academy training and I worked uh, for the campus police for one year. And then I transferred, uh, well, I, I decided I wanted to make law enforcement a career and I started to look for opportunities. And, um, watched for uh, municipalities who were testing for police officers, and I eventually was hired on by the city of Centerville, um, Ohio, which is a suburb outside of Dayton.
0: Okay campus police, so what what led you to be be a part of that? Was it just your undergraduate work at Miami that led you to campus police, or uh, was there something about being involved in the university that you wanted to kind of stick st- stay there for a year or something like that? Yeah, so um,
1: uh, interesting, I guess, um, kind of piece of it. I, I'd never had prior interest in law enforcement. Um, i didn't have any friends or relatives who were in law enforcement or anything of that nature but uh, in my first year on campus i was looking to get a part-time job and uh, you know to make money to buy books and get pizzas and and that sort of thing so uh, looking for a part-time job i'd seen that the campus police uh, they were hiring students to do uh parking enforcement so to uh uh, patrol the campus making sure that people had parking permits to park in university parking lots and uh, so that was um, My foot in the door to law enforcement was starting with uh, campus police parking enforcement and then it sort of my uh, my time at Miami kind of expanded from there. I, uh, within the campus police, I started to um, get more involved. I was uh, I went to training to become an EMT, so I was an emergency medical technician for the campus. So I worked uh, in that capacity. Then I became trained as a dispatcher uh, for the campus police as a student. Um, and then uh, when I came back home to Cleveland, in the summertime, during the breaks, uh, I worked for the Cleveland Metro Parks for the Ranger Department. So I was a assistant ranger in the Metro Parks and I uh, did bike patrol. So I would patrol the uh, all-purpose trails and uh, the various public areas in the Metro Parks. So between my experience at the campus police, my experience at the Cleveland Metro Parks, which, which I did for uh, I think two summers, um, that's what led me to, uh, to pursue a police officer position when the campus was um, hiring.
0: It kind of uh, lets you appreciate all aspects of it. He's working as a dispatcher, as an EMT, and obviously in your current role now, sort of you know intertwined with both of those things in certain cases. And so you kind of have an appreciation for all aspects of uh, you know pub- that public service. Yeah, it definitely was. It definitely helped,
1: kind of lay a foundation. For me, give me some ex- uh, exposure to various aspects of public safety. So after those those student jobs, again, the the university hired me as a police officer. So I was sent to the academy. Uh, I was the Butler County Peace Officers Training Academy. I was actually in the first class uh, of that academy. They just established the police academy, uh, a partnership amongst uh, some law enforcement agencies there in Butler County, uh, the sheriff's office. And the uh, city of Middletown police were the primary um, folks who ran the academy. So I spent, um, I don't remember how long it was, but the, whatever length of time it was to complete my academy training there. And then once I was certified and took the state test to be certified as police officer, then I uh, was uh, working on campus for about a year before I went to Centerville.
0: And how did that position in Centerville sort of compare to, uh, you know, especially when you first got to Brunswick, uh, you know, how did that experience help you you up here in Brunswick as opposed to down there in Centerville? So a little bit different of an area. I can't say I'm too familiar, but I've definitely driven through. I've seen the the exit signs and whatnot for Centerville. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so there was was definitely some similarities in that um, uh, both Centerville and Brunswick are, Uh, suburbs of of a bigger city and um, I spent four years working for the city of Centerville um, as a patrol officer and um, while I was there I did basic patrol work but then I also got uh, some specialized training I was uh, trained as a crime scene technician so I went to uh, special training in Dayton to to learn processing crime scenes so you know, It's collecting evidence, uh, photographing crime scenes, measuring, diagramming, things of that nature. So that was an interesting um, uh, extra duty that I got to do. And um, when I decided to, to transfer up north, as, as I guess I would say, um, being originally from here, from the Northeast Ohio area, I wanted to come back up here. So when I was eventually hired at, at Brunswick, One of the things that I talked about when I was in my interviews uh, with the chief at the time and the safety director was about my experience at Centerville in terms of community policing, and uh, it was a very, very high priority for Centerville, and that was, you know, nearly almost 30 years ago, and fast forward to today, community policing is still very important. It's a very... um, Maybe some of the change, terminology has changed, but the concepts are the same. And so, what I experienced in Centerville, I think definitely helped me get a job here in Brunswick back in in um, the mid-90s.
0: Yeah, you use that term community policing. What does that mean to
1: you? Yeah, you know, when I, when I mentioned the change in terminology, today, WE FOCUS A LOT ON, AND THIS IS ACTUALLY A RECENT INITIATIVE FOR US, AND I I CAN CERTAINLY TALK MORE ABOUT IT, BUT IT'S COMMUNITY ENGAGEMENT. AND THE the BASIC PREMISE IS THAT WE CAN'T, WE THE POLICE, CAN'T FULLY AND EFFECTIVELY KEEP A a COMMUNITY SAFE WITHOUT THE HELP OF OTHER ASPECTS OF THE COMMUNITY. SO, YOU KNOW, I'VE GOT LIMITED RESOURCES, WE HAVE uh, 40 POLICE OFFICERS, on staff here in Brunswick, but you know it's a fairly large suburban community with 35,000 people and about 12 and a half to 13 square miles to patrol, and so in order to to really really do a good job at keeping the community safe, you got to be connected to to the school district. To the business community you know to the residents at large certainly to the faith-based community all these different elements if we have good relationships with them and we work together we can achieve good things and and i'm proud to say i think we've done that we continue to do that here um we, we get we get good safety ratings and i think we do a pretty good job at keeping crime down
0: I can appreciate that as a guy who's pretty was was involved and is a huge sports fan. It's a team. It's a team effort. Everybody moves as one, not as a group of individuals. So I I can certainly respect that sort of perspective on things. Absolutely. You know, obviously you talked about being a patrol officer and, and things like that, and obviously now you've moved up to be the chief of police. Um, how has the job changed as you've you know been elevated to different ranks and things like that over over the years uh, of your career in law enforcement? Yeah. So my um, kind of
1: my career uh, progression here in Brunswick. Obviously, when I started, I was a patrol officer, uh, and I worked mostly on the afternoon shifts, which which back then was four to midnight. And um, uh, I always enjoyed my time uh, working the street, working patrol. And, but I, I did have an interest in um, diversifying my career and uh, and advancing. And kind of like the way my career flowed is, I think it was about a year, year and a half after I started here, um, Brunswick decided to establish a traffic unit. And um, it, it was a, a good move by the chief back then to do that. And I can say that now being the chief, um, I'm appreciative of uh, the fact that we have that specialized unit to deal with traffic uh, safety and traffic enforcement and traffic issues. Because as you can imagine, and I'm sure as you've seen, traffic continues to be uh, increasingly busy here in in the city. And so with the establishment of a traffic unit, I was um, able to be assigned to that unit. Interesting little tidbit, Uh, The original unit was going to be consisting of a sergeant and two patrol officers. Uh, A gentleman by the name of Carl Metting was the sergeant who uh, was initially assigned to run the unit. And uh, a couple of officers, uh, senior to me, I'd I'd only been here a short time, uh, put in for being members of the traffic unit. One of those uh, officers at the time was Carl DeForest, who is uh, of course now our city manager and uh, Carl was on the promotional list uh, for sergeant at the time. And so before the traffic unit was completely up and running, uh, he had been selected to be promoted from patrol officer to sergeant. So then an opening was in the traffic unit and I was next in line. So I had an opportunity to join the traffic unit. Uh, Did that for probably about four, about four years or so and then um then i had an opportunity to test for sergeant so uh i participated in the promotional and in 2000 the year 2000 i was promoted to sergeant and uh, as a sergeant then i was taken out of the traffic unit and and put back on patrol and put in charge of um of a shift patrol shift so i spent um, some time again on afternoon shift as a sergeant and then eventually um then Sergeant DeForest was promoted to lieutenant, and uh, Sergeant DeForest was running the traffic unit at the time when he became a lieutenant. So now there was an opening back in the traffic unit, and mm-hmm. uh, so as a sergeant, I put in for that, and then was back in traffic, now at the sergeant in charge of it. So I spent... Um, a good portion of, like, the middle part of my career working traffic, which is just a little bit more of a specialized um, focus. You know, it's, it's uh, those officers, again, are in, in, um, uh, called upon to handle traffic crash investigations, to handle traffic complaints, to do impaired driving enforcement, to um, do speed enforcement, respond to complaints that are traffic related. So I spent a lot of time doing that as a patrol officer, then as a sergeant. And then, uh, then in 2008, um, I tested for lieutenant, and uh, then Lieutenant DeForest became the chief of police, and I was promoted to lieutenant. And then I spent 10 years uh, as a lieutenant in charge of, uh, basically in charge of operations. So the chief oversees the whole department, kind of has that big bigger picture Uh, responsibility, and uh, the lieutenant, at the time we only had one lieutenant, um, and so I spent 10 years in that position. The, The number two guy, and uh, basically, running operations and overseeing training and scheduling and um, and, and various aspects of uh, the organization.
0: You're talking about uh, you know as you get promoted, testing in. So, how, what is that process like in order to receive that promotion? Is there a whole other test, you know, like there is initially with the academy, and then with uh, applying for a job with the municipality, so how does, how does that work exactly? Yeah, so uh, generally promotions, the, one, the
1: ones that I went through, many times consist of uh, a written exam, um, and these things are uh, coordinated or implemented by civil service. So civil service, of course, handles um, initial patrol officer testing uh, and requirements, and then they also are involved in the promotional process. So um, uh, for for sergeant, there was a written exam, you get a a score on the written exam, which is usually testing you on law enforcement related topics, Um, the laws of of, uh, the state of Ohio, the ordinances of Brunswick, the policies and procedures of the police division is usually the materials that the questions are derived from on the written exam. And then um, after you take that and you get a score Uh, the candidates are also put through what they call an assessment center. So they bring in, usually what's been most typical here is they bring in, um, they coordinate it through the Ohio Association of Chiefs of Police and they bring in chiefs and other uh, command officers, usually a panel of like three or four that uh, conduct an assessment center and evaluate those candidates. So it can be, Um, written projects, uh, oral presentations, um, mock, uh, maybe like supervisor, employee, um, meetings over a disciplinary matter, working on a budget uh, project for you know, let's say bringing on a new program like a traffic unit, Mm -hmm. um, something like that. So they they put you through mock exercises and and then they uh, evaluate and grade you. That's
0: interesting. I I did not know that. And then you even mentioned that it has specific questions related to, you know, ordinances and things within the city. So then that means from city to city that those tests aren't exactly the same, that there's definitely little wrinkles of, that are specific to that area, so that's interesting as well. Yeah, so the um,
1: so uh, similar processes for promotions to sergeant, lieutenant, and uh, and then chief. There's so, some minor differences, maybe as as you get higher in rank, uh, because the components of the job, the things that you're responsible responsible for, change a little bit. Um, so again, as I mentioned. Um, when i was lieutenant there was just one but not too long before i uh became chief uh we actually added a second lieutenant to our structure so so we're we're made up of um a chief of police two lieutenants eight sergeants and the rest are patrol officer rank and then the patrol officers um, are, are in different assignments the bulk of our people are, are assigned to patrol. So we have three different shifts, um, the night shift, the day shift, the afternoon shift. So most of our officers are assigned to one of those three shifts. But then uh, we have some special units like the detective bureau, the traffic unit. And and then there's special things that officers can get involved in outside of patrol duties. Um, there aren't full-time assignments, but there's special, specialized training for things like SWAT, or crime scene, or canine, a bike patrol, and and others.
0: And are those things, is that something that you help with different officers and their interests, and help kind of steer them in those directions, or is that a more independent thing? Where that if you are interested in crime scene stuff, crime scene related training, or you know those types of specifications, is that something they pursue on on their own, or is it kind of a joint thing with somebody like yourself? Yeah, it's it's a little bit of both, um, and and we, as the chief,
1: and uh, you know working with with the lieutenants, we try to provide. You know some career development um opportunities for for officers and uh you know, the division we really this has certainly been important um for me as chief but it's been important for each chief that i've worked for here uh so organizationally it's high on the list and, th- and that is advanced training and continued training so we always uh, have highly highly promoted that um both for all staff for certain uh, skills and tasks like firearms proficiency or what we call aggression response, um, which is, can be subject control or dealing with somebody who's not cooperating and, and we're trying to take them into custody safely. And uh, those things we train on regularly, but w- if somebody indicates that they're interested in a special field like crime scene or um, or wants to be a canine officer or things like that, we ter- try to provide them opportunities for advanced training. And, um, and then ultimately, uh, as the chief, I would make the final selection of where we assign people for those things. So if we have multiple people who put in for one job, then we got to assess those folks and, and determine what we think is the best person uh, to be assigned.
0: That's something that I found very interesting as I've been involved with the, the city council meetings here and that the continued training and, and sort of education. So how important is that aspect of things for you as a, as a chief? And then how important is it for you to, you know, make that clear to all the guys, all the officers that work for you to continue their education and things like that?
1: Yeah, um, as a chief, well, one of the things that uh, I did, and I actually, I actually did this uh, when I was a lieutenant, but I, I, I did it for, because I thought it was important for my career development, but um, I enrolled in a program called Certified Law Enforcement Executive, and it's an advanced training program through the Ohio Chiefs of Police Association. And uh, uh, it was like a year-long program that I was in with various other police administrators. And you know, we kind of uh, we we had presentations from experts in various um, aspects of the profession, and uh, learned a lot about how to become a better leader, a better administrator for law enforcement. So I went through that program, and it has a continuing uh, education component to stay certified. So every three years, that is, I believe, I have to reapply and show that I've continued to develop my career. So things like advanced training for um, various areas of law enforcement, uh, being involved with community organizations, being serving on boards and commissions in the county, Uh, of which I serve on a number of them. Those things give you credit to maintain your certification. So personally and professionally, that's something that I find important. And uh, I've encouraged, uh, we try to encourage all of our folks to uh, pursue things like that, advanced training and certifications. And then the state of Ohio has made it an initiative that they're working on and have been for several years for all law enforcement in Ohio to achieve best practice standards in different areas. And so that program uh, continues to grow. It's called the Ohio Collaborative. I elected for our agency to be involved with that from the onset, and uh, we've kept up with those standards. And that involves, again, being up to date on policies and procedures, being up to date on best practices, um, making sure that the way we do business is within the legal guidelines and it's the best way to do it in the profession.
0: That's something that kind of fascinated me is I just had no idea that there was so much that you, know, you guys do, and as well as, you know, uh, I also do the meetings with Brunswick Hills, and so even there, and there's constantly different different officers going for training and things like that. You talked about some of the other committees and councils that, that you're on within the county, if you wanted to talk a little bit about some of those and, and you know what made you, you know, wanna be a part of, of those things. Sure, uh, well, I'm
1: currently the president of the uh, Medina County Police Chiefs Association, so it's a professional organization of uh, all the chiefs in the county, uh, the sheriff of Medina County, the commander of the state highway patrol, uh, the director of the drug task force, and so our organization looks to you know maintain uh, good communication amongst all the agencies and uh, you know work to promote training, work to promote the professionalism of, of our missions throughout the county. So I've been um, in, I've been a member of the organization since I became chief, and I served as vice president for a couple years, and then and this year I'm president, so I'm just leading the organization, making sure that we continue our mission. Um, I serve on the operating board for the Madonna County Drug Task Force. So that's who uh, does our drug enforcement here, well, throughout the county, but here in Brunswick in particular. Uh, so they're, they're partners with us, agents that work, drug investigations, and so our officers, our detectives uh, work hand in hand with the drug task force to keep enforcing drug laws and doing what we can to, to keep the community safe when, in terms of illegal drugs. I'm, I serve on the uh, operating board for the Southwest Enforcement Bureau. That's a group of cities. I think there's 18 cities all in total. Uh, all of the other communities are in uh, Cuyahoga County. Um, Brunswick's the only Medina County agency. But it provides our emergency response for critical incidents. So uh, that's our primary SWAT team. SWAT's an acronym, Special Weapons and Tactics. It provides tactically trained officers. It provides crisis negotiators. It provides uh, bomb squad resources. So uh, all the chiefs of the various cities in that group also are on a board to oversee the operation of of the Southwest Enforcement Bureau. Um, I serve uh, on the Medina County Drug Advisory uh, Committee, and uh, that organization, all all taxpayers in Medina County pay a uh, tax towards a levy that funds drug enforcement and drug education. So um, the board that I sit on there, of which I'm the uh, vice president, vice chair, uh, we work to make sure that the grant dollars that come in are administered out to the agencies uh, appropriately. Uh, One of the big things that we've done here in the last, I believe we are in the third year of this initiative, is providing money to agencies that have officers in school districts uh, as SROs, school resource officers. Some communities teach D.A.R.E. We don't teach D.A.R.E. here in Brunswick. We we do teach drug education, just not the D.A.R.E. program. But uh, oh, there's a lot of grant dollars that come out of McDack that fund school officers, so that includes to uh, two of our officers here in Brunswick who work in the school district.
0: And you're a very busy guy. In addition to being chief of police, on all these other committees and and things like that. But that's that's good. You know, you have your your finger on the pulse of not only this community in Brunswick, but the Medina County in general. And you know, obviously, those things go hand in hand. Certainly keeps me busy. Well, I learned a lot, Chief. I appreciate you coming on the podcast with me. And if you have any, you know, parting words. Uh, that you want to leave leave the audience with yeah one well, thanks it was uh it was it was good chatting with you
1: and uh basically I, I just want to thank the men and women of the division of police here in brunswick i have my role as the chief but to achieve what we what we do and to provide the level of service that we do every day it's the men and women out there doing it 24 7 365. S- starting with our dispatch staff when you call 911. When you call the non-emergency number for the the police division, the the women and men in that dispatch center are like the nerve center. They collect the information and they dispatch resources out. And then the officers who work the field answer calls, enforce the laws and, and our supervisory staff, our animal control team, um, they all do a tremendous job, and uh, and I thank them for their service every day.
0: And that'll do it with Chief Olin getting to learn a little bit more about uh, law enforcement and law enforcement here in Brunswick. Uh, be sure to check us out on bat.vibe.com and like and subscribe on Anchor or any of the various podcasting platforms that we have this posted to. So until next time, goodbye, everybody. <laughs>